Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we learn Parasha Shelach and this is the Parasha, the famous Parasha that has defined part of our history for the last 3,300 and more years. Um, it's a Parasha in which Moshe Rabbeinu sends the Shliach, the, the Meraglim, the spies, the, the messengers. He sends the, the 12 princes of each tribe to go into the land of Eretz Israel to, to look at the land, to scout the land, to spy the land, so they could come back with a report so the people could understand better what they were going to be encountering once they went into the land and how they should prepare themselves. And it was a fiasco, it was a complete fiasco. Sadly, they came back with a terrible report and, and, um, and we've been paying for it ever since. So they came out the 9th of Av, the Tisha B'Av, which is coming soon. And it's a day of mourning, a day of lamentation. It's a day in which our two temples were destroyed and many calamities has, have happened to the Jewish people on this specific day throughout history. Uh, this Meraklim, these spies came out with a very, very bad report. They came with fake news. They gave doubt to the people. They make them nervous and, and, and they made them cry and cry and cry. Hashem said, okay, you're gonna cry for no reason. I'm gonna give you a reason to cry for the rest of your lives. And um, you know, right now we're going through such complicated times in our life, in our history, and it really rings a bell because we see that history really repeats itself and we have to be very, very careful in our outlook of life and how we perceive things and perceive reality and um, how we go about with our challenges and our opportunities that are God given to us. So there's a beautiful article that was written by Nehama Graceman and it was edited by Rabbi Moshe Miller. Nehama Graceman was an incredible educator that passed many years ago, sadly. I've read many books of, that she's written and she was unbelievable. And um, it came to my hands, this uh, article today. And it's, it's worth sharing, it's, it's very, very interesting. And, it's, um, and it says that the Rebbe, she talks about the Rebbe and, the, and the, how the Rebbe viewed the, the situation with these spies, what, what, what motivated them to be or to come out with these false reports uh, to the Jewish people. There's many interpretations. This is not the only one. There's many, many, many. There's so many lessons that we can gain from this parasha. But this is one and it's important and I think it's very relevant to our moment in life right now. So the Rebbe referred to the story of the spies of the Meraglim. He said that the Meraglim were emissaries of Moshe Rabbeinu. He, they were not sent to scout the land of Israel by God. This was not something that God gave them. This is not a commandment of Hashem. This, was, this came uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jewish people. They wanted to go in and scout the land and see how it looked before they would enter. And their mission was very, very, very simple mission. They didn't have to do great things. They just had to go in as observers. They just had to go and look at what was going on. And all they had to do was go to Eretz Israel and describe the conditions of the country. 
So there were three questions that they had to answer and that was it. And if they would have stick to that, they, we would have been okay. They had to answer, if it, is it strong? Is it a strong land or is it a weak land? And what are the people like? This is the three questions, nothing more. And they weren't supposed to come out with a report of commentaries and opinions and, and emotional uh, situation. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It was just three questions that had to be answered. Is a land strong? Yes. Is it weak? No. How are the people? That's it. So what was their flaw? What did they do wrong? And uh, the, 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 what happened is that when they came back, they said, oh, this land is very frightening. This is a very frightening land. The people are so strong, we're, we're never going to be able to do it. And uh, this was what put that cross on top of them. The, the, the saying that this is the, the beginning of our downfall, we're never gonna be able to conquer this land. Who asked you? This was not the question. Marshall didn't tell them, give me your opinion on how, if we're gonna be able to do it or not. Nobody asked them. Who asked them whether they were gonna conquer or not conquer? And they were not sent for that. They were sent to Israel to come back with predictions. You, you, they, they, they weren't sent to Israel to come back with predictions. They were just gonna go and report the weather. That was their job, that was their mission. But they came back and they say, oh, this is too much for us. We, we won't definitely be able to do this. We're gonna fail. And there is no way we can conquer this land. We'd better stay here in the desert and live the rest of our lives here. And the people then be became distraught. The people started to cry like, Yes, we left Egypt, they took us out of Egypt, we had to go through the desert, we've gone through so many things, and now you're telling us we can't go in there, and they started crying and crying and crying, and that became doomsday for us. So the problem of the spies was that they forgot what was their mission. And this is what happens to us in this world too. We forget why we're here. We don't even think about it. That's the worst part of it. People live like in an automatic pilot, and, and they're not aware of, of life, of what's the whole purpose of this world, of what is our mission here. So the Rebbe mentions this incident and explains that when the Meraglim were sent, it wasn't really by direct command of Hashem, he repeats this, there wasn't a mitzvah into going into the land of Israel and scouting it. And uh, he said to Moshe, okay, if you wanna send them, if you feel you need this, Go and do it, but I'm, I don't believe it's necessary. So the Rebbe explains that there are two domains of activity in life. One domain is governed by the, expre the, the express mitzvahs of the Torah. There are certain things that we have to do, that we must do. Uh, these are the 248 positive commandments that, are, that we have to keep. Many of them we don't keep today because we don't have a temple, so we don't do sacrifices in the temple, and there's many mitzvahs that are only done in the land of Israel. If you don't live in the land of Israel, you, 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 don't, you don't do them. But nevertheless, there's a domain in which there's things that have to be done, like a Jew should be kosher, should keep Shabbos, uh, should honor their parents. Uh, there's many, there's a whole 248 of them. So there's things we have to do, and there is also a tremendous gray area, uh, limited only by, by what we may not do. 
and the prohibitions of the Torah. So there's 365 prohibited commandments, which are things that we abstain from. We don't kill, we don't steal, we don't covet. All these things are no-nos and we just keep away from them and we don't do them and we're fine. In which we have to, to a very large extent, free choice, and you may do something which is permitted or you abstain from something which is uh, prohibited. But then there's a, a domain that is a place where there's things that are allowed for us to do. And um, they, I would call them, they're like parv, like they're not milk and they're not meat, they're parv. They have no, they're not a mitzvah or an avera, but depending on how you do it, you can make it a mitzvah or you can make it an avera. It can become sinful or it can become a, a mitzvah. It can become something positive. So he, he gives us an, exp uh, she gives us, Nehama Graisman gives us an, an, an example of two people that have some free time and they're not busy every minute of the day and they have three hours of leisure where they can just do whatever they want. So there are no mitzvahs that they have to do. Uh, one person decides, you know, I have this free time and I, uh, and I know an old lady next door to me I'm gonna call her and see how she's doing. Let's see what's going on with her. She calls her, the lady tells her that she's been not well for a while. It's been very hard for her to get her groceries, that she feels very lonely. So the neighbor decides, she gives, tells her, give me your list, I'll go and shop for you and I'll come and keep you some company, I'll have a coffee with you. And she goes and she spends these three hours with this lady. So she chose to do something good with this time. Then you have another person who works very hard and she's very tired, she's exhausted and she decides, you know, these three hours I'm going to take them for myself, I'm going to really have free time for myself, I need to gain my strength back, I need to relax and I need to rest. It's not a sin, it's permissible, you're allowed to do that, there's nothing wrong with it. So this person stayed home. She didn't do a sin, she didn't do an avera, she, she stayed, she read a book, it's fine, it's permissible. She slept, it's permissible, she ate chocolate, it's permissible. So you can either do a mitzvah with your time or you could just do neutral things with your time. And it's fine, it's fine. So the Rev explains that Hashem is hinting to the Jews here that sending the Meraglim into the land of Israel was not a sin. They did nothing wrong. They could go. There was nothing against going into the land of Israel. Hashem even allowed it. He said to Moshe, okay, I don't feel it's needed. I don't think it's something necessary. But if you wish to send them, send them. And if that's what they want to do, let them do it. So the Meraglim had the potential, and that's where it comes in. The Meraglim had the potential to elevate the mission to something divine. And that's, for example, this lady that stayed home relaxing. She had the potential to elevate that time too. So for example, if she's gonna read a book, what type of book are you gonna read? Are you gonna eat uh, whatever trash is there in the market? Or you're gonna take advantage and read a holy, wholesome Torah uh, book? There's many beautiful books. And uh, so here, what the Reb is saying is that we all have these gray areas in our lives where we have potential to elevate these areas and make them into mitzvahs. 
they could have this meraglim instead of coming back with this very negative re report, fake news, it was really fake news, they could have come and said, you know, the land is very strong, the people are strong, but we have Hashem behind us. He promised us He would deliver us into this land. He promised us He's going to help us conquer it. And we have the, 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 the bitachon, we have the trust that He's going to do what He promised us He was going to do. And then they have the opportunity to take this part moment that would be neither this or that and make it something holy. So instead they took it and turned it into one of the most tragic events of Jewish history. So this is to teach us the tremendous responsibility that we all have when we use our, our behira, our free choice. And we have free choice in many, many things in our lives, especially our free choice is in, in these instances, in these gray areas where we choose to elevate the moment or not. This is our free choice really. Either we do the mitzvah or we don't do the mitzvah. Many people do the mitzvah because that's what they're used to doing. They, since they were born, they eat kosher, they keep Shabbos, they dress in a certain way, but there's no intention in the mitzvah. So really, the, the true free choice is when you put your intention in what, the things you do. If you do them intentionally, mindfully, when you do things with the, with the right kavana to connect to Hashem, this is free choice. You, either you want to be close to Him or you want to be separate from Him. This is free choice. The choice is the desire. This is the choice. So here the Rebbe referred again to the idea of koach, of koach is strength, to do as we, we should. He says that we in life, we have to be aware of our purpose in life. We, sh we have to live in our lives in which we ask ourselves at every instant, what is God asking from me at this moment? What does he want from me? What is the purpose of me being here teaching this class to you today? What is behind this? So at every minute we have to be conscious of why we are in this world. Why are we alive? What is the reason? What does Hashem need from us? What does He want? So a person can be stuck in an airport. I remember many years ago, these ladies from the Chabad, Chabad Shluchas, they had a convention somewhere, and I don't remember even the place where they were, Cleveland, somewhere like that. And they, this is many, many years ago. The Rebbe was still alive. And they got stuck in this airport for hours and hours and hours. It was a Thursday and um, there was bad weather and they called the Rebbe and they called the, the, the secretary of the Rebbe, Rabbi Groner at that moment. And they asked him that, that they're stuck in this airport, that what should they do? And so the Rebbe sent a message to them and said, a Jew is never stuck. You're never stuck. If you're in an airport for hours because your plane, there's bad weather and the plane can't go and you have to be in this place, there's a purpose for you to be in this place. Look at what you have to do. So all these women at that time you could travel with, with, with the candles. So they had all these candles and, and pamphlets of, of Shabbat lighting and uh, they decided to go around the airport and look for Jewish women. And they started uh, giving away the candles for Shabbat and they started giving away these pamphlets that explain how to do the prayer, how to light the Shabbat candles, the times, everything. By the moment they, they, they gave the last pamphlet, the plane was ready to go. 
So this teaches us that we're never stuck in any place, that everything that's around us really is a, a tailor-made opportunity to bring the, the divine presence of God into this world and make this place a dwelling place for Hashem. That's our choice. That's our choice. So <clears throat> this is the way that we should think. This is the way that we should live our lives. Uh, we, every individual that you come into contact in, in your life, every, every event that takes place in your life, it, it's really for the purpose of revealing God in this world. So as Rabbi Mendel Futefars, he was a, a, a rabbi, an incredible, incredible man that lived through, the, through, through oppression in Russia. He was sent to Siberia. Uh, he was sent to Siberia uh, because he was spreading Yiddishkeit in Russia in the times of the Tsar. He, he used to say that, um, he used to say, I, I lost what he used to say. He used to say, look, the Tsar has his thing to do and I have my job to do. Let him do his thing and I'll do mine. I'm not going to let him prevent me from doing what I have to do. So this is a, a, a perspective of mine that we should have because sometimes when we're doing mitzvot, they can get really hard to do. They can become very, uh, sometimes you feel like a door closes on your face and you want to do the mitzvah and something happens and it doesn't allow you to do it. But what we have to learn is that Hashem is there. Hashem wants you to do the mitzvah. And even if you can't do the mitzvah, because you want to do the mitzvah, it counts as if you did the mitzvah. But the truth is that the Yetzer Hara sometimes can get in the way, the evil inclination, and make it very hard for you. In truth, this is to give you um, merit in what you do. It's to give you the, 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 the reward that, you're, that Hashem is going to give you. Because if it's easy, the easier it is, the less merit. But the harder it is, the, the more you have to put into it, the more merit you gain. So this is what uh, Men Futefaz used to say, I, let, it, let the Yetzer Hara do its thing, let it make it hard for me and let me do my thing. This is the mentality. I'm on a mission. I have somewhere to go. This is my purpose. This is what I have to, to, to fulfill. And with Hashem's he help, with His Koach, and giving me my abilities, I'm going to be able to succeed in this. So, so we learn from here, finally, the Rebbe mentions that there is a verse in the Torah which refers to the concept that Hashem gives a person free choice. And Hashem does not compel a person to do what he wants, as he, we can see. There are many people living happy, happy-go-lucky lives where they really don't think a lot about their mission in life. They're, they're not concerned about fulfilling a purpose in this world. They just want to have pleasure, mundane pleasure, and they continue to live very happily without even feeling any regret or concerned about Hashem's, of, of what Hashem wants them to do. But the Torah states, I am placing before you today two choices, life and death, death, and good and evil, and choose life. Hashem pleads with us, please choose life. Hashem is not standing over you. He's not putting a rope on your throat that if you don't choose it, He's going to pull the rope. No, He lets you live the life you want to live. You want to go to the right, He's going to let you go to the right. He wants you to go to the left, He's going to allow you to go to the left. He doesn't interfere in, in a person's free choice. That's for us alone. 
it says that uh, Hashem gives us everything except the fear of heaven. The fear of heaven has to come from us. Yira Shamaim has to come from us. So we see here that he asks us, please, it's for your benefit, choose life. He's not doing it for himself. Hashem doesn't need that, but he knows we do need it. So making choices in life is not simple. It's not easy. Very often there seems to be many obstacles standing in our ways. But at the end of the day, the, 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 we have to know that if Hashem is there helping us get through, we will be able to succeed. And the Rebbe says that very often these difficulties are really in our heads. They're part of our minds. If we see them as difficulties and obstacles, that's what they're going to be. You know, when people say, oh no, life is so hard, life is so heavy, it's so hard, it's so difficult. Yeah, then life is going to be hard and it's going to be difficult. It's part of your reality. But if you look at it like this is a stepping stone, this is, a, 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 this is an opportunity moment, this is a, a, a growth opportunity, this is a, a moment that Hashem is giving me to give me merits, then you see it with different eyes, then these difficulties will melt away. They will just disappear in your life. They, they will be non-existent. So, you know, it's like the story that you see a person carrying a very big bundle of rocks and he's bent over and he's carrying and you ask him, what are you carrying? And he says, it's rocks. Obviously, it's going to be very, very heavy. Then you see a person carrying the same bundle of rocks, but he's straight, he's walking like this, he's so happy. You ask him, what are you carrying? He says, I'm carrying diamonds. So it's the perspective. It depends what you're carrying. If you're carrying rocks, it's going to be heavy and hard. If you're carrying diamonds, it's gonna, you're going to have a strength, a different strength. So this is how you should feel about all these people that laugh at you, that make life hard for you. Just say, what is their job? Is their job? What is my job? Is my job? And, and just go ahead. Your attitude is, is everything. And if, you, and, 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 and if you know what, I, what you have to do and you go ahead and do it, you will see those ab obstacles just vanish and in, in, in diminish to nothingness. Many people can attest to this on their own lives. This is what the Rebbe says about the Meraglim, about the, the, the spies. They saw the giants as an obstacle. Other people would see them and say, we're soon going to witness Hashem's miracles for us again. You know, they lived a miraculous life. The manna fell from heaven every day. They had food, they had protection, they had everything. They lacked nothing. Why would they doubt? Why? So the, que the, the answer is, uh, one of the answers given by the Rebbe at this moment is that they forgot their mission. They forgot what was their purpose in life. They forgot. So this is our challenge in life and we have to know that we have to be reminded by this every day of our lives. This Shabbos is the Shabbat Mevarehim, it's the last Shabbat of the month of Sivan. It's the 28th of Sivan. And the Rebbe says that the number 28 in each month brings a special strength, brings a special koach for the month. And the koach of this month is the giving of the Torah. So I bless you, I wish, and I bless you that Hashem should give you the strength. You should know that you have the abilities to conquer anything in your life with God's help. And, um, and we should have that koach of Torah and mitzvot in our life, never to forget our mission. Just remember why you're here every day of your life. Don't forget it. Remember it. And you'll see how everything that is hard in your life will just not be hard anymore. So remember, live a little higher. Thank you.